Good morning. This is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. Good morning. It is October the 12th, 2018. It's about 9.30 in the morning uh, here in Texas. We're going to get into... um, the uh, vital statistics for Bitcoin and a couple of other coins. We'll do the morning roundup. We'll do terrible joke corner. And then we're going to get out of here because I don't see a, um, I don't see anything from Marty Bent for Marty's Bent. So I can't read it. And Optech newsletter isn't out. They don't have a new one. So we won't be reading that one. But oh boy, is there some good stuff going on on Twitter today? So my morning roundup is going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit long because we're going to slide into the clown show that is uh, the Rubini. Uh, Wow. Okay, we'll save that one. So vital statistics. Uh, Bitcoin is sitting at, oh, and I'm so sorry, I forgot. We should probably mention this. This is uh, bitinfocharts.com. Um. Pretty good. I, I, I like the layout a lot. So Bitcoin's price is six thousand two hundred and eighty-three. Bitfinex has it at uh, six thousand three hundred and ten. Hit BTC at uh, six thousand three hundred sixteen, and then we go all the way down to GDAX, uh, which is six hundred or six thousand two hundred and seven. So there's a there's a you know. It's not. I guess it's not that big of a spread, but still. Um, transactions for the last 24 hours on Bitcoin is uh, 233,000. Average transactions per hour is 9,748. Uh, the amount uh, sent in the last 24 hours is uh, almost a million Bitcoin. Uh, that's a with a 6.2 billion dollar. <laughs> price tag on it uh, average cent per hour was 41,000 41, well 41,448 <clears throat> and that's worth um, $260 million per hour average transaction value is uh, 4.25 BTC or a USD uh, value of 26700 median transaction value is 0.05 BTC uh, with a value of 313.62 USD. Block time is at uh, 9 minutes and 36 seconds. Uh, block, <coughs> excuse me, blocks in the last 24 hours, 144, where it should be. Average blocks per hour is 6, where it should be. Uh, the hash rate looks like it's increased over the last 24 hours by 8.28% to... Uh, 57.883 exahashes. Uh, run down some of the other coins. Ethereum is sitting at 197 average. 
Bitcoin Cash is 447, or B Cash, sorry guys, B Cash, 447. Litecoin is at 53.78. And uh, Dogecoin is sitting at 0.0053. Um, and okay, so the trans. So the transactions the last 24 hours on Bitcoin, like I said, was 233,943. Ethereum is 583,000. Bitcoin or or Bcash is 16,000. Litecoin is 25,000. Dogecoin is 20,488. It's still used more than Bcash. I I I I don't get it. I mean, you got a meme coin, a joke coin that is actually has, seems to have more utility and more users than Bcash. And Bcash has been around for over a year now. So somebody please tell me the value proposition of this thing because I don't get it. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, so <clears throat> that pretty much does it for the, uh, for the vital statistics. Let's run into the clown show that is Rubini. So as you guys might have heard, um, a gentleman by the name of Noriel Rubini sat, sat his happy butt down into a chair in front of a whole bunch of people at the Senate Banking committee in Washington, D.C., opened his mouth and started spewing garbage nonsense, just absolute nonsense. And he had been like about 24 hours. Um, I hadn't heard anything out of the, this dude or, you know, for a while, uh, you know, like, you know, a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, about 24 hours before he went to uh, D.C. or or went to the uh, banking committee, um, my crypto Twitter feed started filling up with weird tweets from this from Noriel. Um, his Twitter is at N O U R I E L. If you want to subject yourself to, well, we'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, he started tweeting out really heinous crap before. Um, before he sat down and I couldn't understand where, where it was coming from. I mean, I, I you know, we all know that the guy hates Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in general, but, uh, this seemed just, I mean, it was just all over the place. He was just tweeting constantly about weird things that have been debunked for ever, maybe. Um, so let's, let's, let's just dive into what he started saying a roughly, you know, roughly, let's see. Okay. Um, let's, let's start here. Uh, I am in DC to testify at the Senate banking committee hearing on cryptocurrency and blockchain at 10 AM Eastern. You can watch live the hearing and read my written testimony at the following link. All right. When I ran across that tweet, that's when I understood what was going, what, why he was being so harsh before. It, it sounds to me like he was getting himself pumped up to go rail in front of of DC that so that he was be able to crush cryptocurrency once and for all. Good luck. So <clears throat> after he gets after he gets finished um, 
ranting and I didn't watch it. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm just absolutely, I have no time for people like this. Um, I, I, I stopped listening and giving credence to any of these people so long ago. I can't remember what it's like to actually care what somebody like Noriel Rubini says. Um, so one of the first tweets up in my de- in my tweet deck from him after the uh, the thing <laughs> his his quote unquote testimony is a response to um, a tweet from uh, Pretty Cynic at Pretty Cynic. Pretty Cynic says, "I wish all the whales would unite and shut." this piece of trash up to where Noriel replies or, or yeah, he essentially replies, yes, whales of the world do unite to prop up your stinking cesspool that is in meltdown. That will save shitcoin land. Uh, you know, hold on for a second. I, I, I want to make sure that, that, that I've, I, I've got this right. Noriel Rubini is a full bird professor at STEM school at New York University. Um, he's chairman of Rubini Marco Associates and co-founder of Rosa and Rubini. I, you know, off, and he's author of a book, Crisis Economics. But none of that other stuff matters. What, what I'm concerned about is that this is a full bird professor at a prestigious university at a prestigious subunit of that university. Um, And he's talking in a way that is quite frankly, he's talking in a way that is unacceptable for somebody of of his supposed stature. I I mean, yeah, you can say what you can say anything you want. Okay. I, I get that. But when you're attached to a university like NYU at the STEM school and you're being invited to speak to the Senate banking subcommittees, you're a guest on CNBC, you know, it's not like it's not like most of us on crypto Twitter, right? Where, you know, we don't get that. We don't get that kind of exposure. But the people that that do get that kind of exposure, um, they don't they don't speak like this and you'll understand you'll understand why as i get more into this um so he goes on um bull run cryptocurrencies are bust btc down 70 percent this year other major ones down 80 percent the rest down 95 percent major cryptos down another 10 percent yesterday alone in which in which la la land do these crypto lunatics live they can't think as they lost 90% in less than a year wake up well i suppose that depends noriel when you bought if you bought the top yeah it sucks it's painful most of us didn't i i i i just i I don't think as many, he seems to be thinking that all of us didn't like ever a hundred percent of anybody that's been in this space has never purchased a Bitcoin before November of 2017. 
No, none of us. We've all lost money, according to this man. I, it's just, you know, it's 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 these statements be, become increasingly bizarre, like this one. In he's going, he's re- responding in this next tweet. He's responding to Spiri BTC or at Spiri BTC. Um, he says he. The Spirit says, educate yourself. We are in 2018. We are having Lightning Network plus SegWit update that unlocks Bitcoin to a high TP slash S, which means transactions per second. To which Noriel comes back and replies, total vaporware. Scalability achieved via effective centralization and lack of security. Impossible trinity. Always peddling vaporware like 1000s of other or thou god i wish he would just spell he would spell this thing out thousands of other shit coins who is using your crappy coin and for what almost no one it is just traded speculative for other shit coins speculatively noriel speculatively please please get your grammar under control sorry guys but you know somebody who's a professor at nyu should know better i'm sorry I, 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 you have to rise to the level of your station. You just do, okay? Noriel, please, love God, take some care. Just take some care when you're riding. If you were some kind of homeless twit, you know, on the street, like yelling at walls, I, I'd give you the pass, but you're a professor at NYU. Please, please try. So this next one, is where he starts really going off. Crypto Twitter is a cesspool of bots, trolls, shills, scammers, crypto zealots, and lunatics. Barking dogs that attack me after losing 90% in last year. None read my paper and none have any substantial critique. This motley crew is a bunch of pathetic lunatics and hodling losers. This next one. 99% of crypto land is one shitcoin traded for another shitcoin, and the average shitcoin lost 90% or more of its value in the last year. So crypto land is crap land, a cesspool of lunatics with severe Freudian scatological obsessions that swim 24-7 in their own stinking shit. Let's go on. In... And this one, he he really does kind of display his ignorance. To at Bitcoin Census, he re, he's replying to uh, Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin Census. Oh, sorry, let me go back. Bitcoin Census says the following: I read some of your paper and I watched some of your testimony today. You are biased. That is blinding you. By the way, perhaps you don't know how to zoom out on your charts with all that lost value talk allow me to help btc is up and he provides a screenshot of of indeed a a um uh a chart that is uh every august from august uh, 2013 to august of 2018 and what it shows is um a relatively flat line to where we get to August 16, and that's when it started kind of exploding. And then at by the time August um, August 18th happens, it's above 6,000. 
So the the brilliant professor writes back and says, too bad that your biased and concocted chart below totally hides that BTC shot down, shot, I'm sorry, hides that BTC shot to 20K by December 2017 and is now down to 6K, a 70% loss in 10 months. I have seen fudged charts before, but this one is the mother of all fudged charts. This one, ladies and gentlemen, really, really should display to you the absolute ignorance of this man. I, this is the one that really started making me wonder why somebody like this that cannot grasp the simplest, absolute simplest ideas is invited to speak at the Senate subcommittee. I mean, it, it's, it's very clear what we can all do this with, with the charts. We can all zoom out with the chart and we can start ignoring the peaks and just look at the trend. And yes, at Bitcoin census is indeed correct. There is no fudging of that chart. That chart is accurate. All it does is delete, or not delete, but it just it just smooths out where we were to where we are now, and kind of just it it it's it's not fudged. I don't get I don't get where the fudge comes in when we're looking at okay, well, what was the price in August of 2013, and what's the price in August of 2018, and it was in the hundreds. <laughs> You know, like are the t- or the the tens, and now it's in the thousands. So, like a you know, if you you know, and I'm sorry if you did buy what was going to end up being an obvious blow off top. I'm I, I I really do. I'm I'm sorry, and and for anybody who mortgaged their house, I really do feel for you. That you should shouldn't ever do that for Bitcoin. Gold, silver, stocks, bonds, I don't care. You don't mortgage your house for anything other than having a mortgage on your house so that you can pay your mortgage so you can have a house. You don't buy a house and then, you know, without a mortgage, you you buy it, like if you buy a house with cash and then you go out and mortgage it because everybody, everything's blowing to the moon, you're going to get wrecked. It is always going to happen. It is always going to happen. It is always going to happen, period, infinity. It doesn't matter what it is. You don't mortgage your house to buy an investment. Don't do not do that, okay? Don't. Anyway, so with that over, let's go. I, I want to I hit this, this particular... Um, Tweet storm by uh, Jake Chervinsky at J C H E R V I N S K Y. Um, he's sort of um, he's sort of responding to the Senate Banking Committee hearing, um, and he's got some. He, I think he's got some really interesting thoughts, and I kind of want to uh, read read through this. So starting with the zeroth tweet. 
must have a computer science background. The U.S. Senate Banking Committee held a crypto Congress hearing this morning entitled Exploring the Cryptocurrency and Blockchain Ecosystem. I went and watched live. Here are my thoughts. One, let's start with the witness, a head-to-head between, or witnesses, a head-to-head between Peter Van Valkenburg for the Bulls and Noriel Rubini for the Bears. Both submitted written testimony before the hearing. And then he gives links to, to those uh, documents. Two, I thought Peter turned in solid work. He wrote a clear and detailed primer on what crypto is and why it matters in practical, hype-free terms. Noriel's work didn't impress. I admit I'm biased in Peter's favor, but it seemed like Noriel just wanted to scream, get off my lawn. Three, in general... <clears throat> I'm glad to consider and discuss reasonable critiques of crypto. I agree the industry is young and many issues need sorting out, but some of Noriel's points seem disingenuous to me. He appeared to settle for straw man attacks and refuses to engage with the real tech. For for example, in his written testimony, Noriel says Bitcoin fees are $55 USD. That's just wrong. He says crypto can't scale but ignores layer two solutions. He says 51 atta- 51% attacks are frequent and easy, but provides no support. It's hard to have a productive conversation on this basis. Five, as for live questioning, I thought Peter did a great job. His opening statement was among the best articulations of the case for Bitcoin I've heard for a non-anarchist audience anyway. He spoke directly to the senator's concerns and effectively deployed real-world examples. Six, I felt differently about Noriel's performance. You're shocked, I know. I won't waste your time addressing all his arguments, but a few I can't let go. He repeatedly said companies will never use public decentralized blockchains. Right. He said that about the internet, too. Seven. He said crypto is no better than WeChat and Alipay, even though both of those are tools of the totalitarian state. He said Vitaly Buterin's trilemma means crypto will never scale, never mind that Vitalik corrected him on this literally yesterday, ugh. And then let's read the uh, tweet he includes from Vitalik. He's, and Vitalik is repl- replying directly to a tweet from uh, Noriel Rubini where he, oh my God, dude. Okay, so Noriel Rubini says, Vitalik, just shut up and speak about stuff that you can claim you know a little about. He actually uses... LIL. You have promising proof of stake since 2013, and we are still waiting for a system that is scalable, decentralized, and secure, but that is impossible as your inconsistent Trinity principle proves, to which Vitalik responds, um, the scalability trilemma was about scalable blockchains, not PO, not proof of stake. Those are two separate topics, and the trilemma was never an impossibility result. It was claiming that getting three of three is hard. Okay, so getting back to <clears throat> getting back to the thread, um, we were at yeah seven. So eight. Okay, let's move on to what matters. The senators. My impression was they made some progress since the last crypto hearing, but not much. Most are still trying to understand the basics. 
Some are interested and see the potential benefits. A few are skeptical and ju- or just don't care. Nine. That said, none of them were openly hostile to crypto like other politicians have been before. None called for a total ban, at least. In fact, none of them called for anything in particular. They seem pretty far away from passing any significant crypto-specific legislation. 10. It remains fascinating to see how nonpartisan these hearings are. It's rare to know what a politician will say about an issue based solely on the D or R next to their names. It's also an opportunity to build support for crypto before the toxicity of U.S. politics takes over. 11. The senator's questions included several old old tropes. For example, Senator Kennedy basically said, forget Bitcoin, tell me about blockchain. And Senator Cortez Masto said blockchain is a game changer for energy. Yeah, we'll be stuck with blockchain, not Bitcoin for a long time. 12. Many senators also asked about crypto's use by criminals. Senator Jones, a former prosecutor, was especially interested in that issue. I loved Peter's response. Criminals are always early excuse me. Criminals are always early adopters, and if they're not using your tech, it's likely worthless from the start. Thirteen. To give credit where credit is due. Oh, sorry. To give credit where it's due, Senator Toomey had good and meaningful questions about how the tech works. He asked if, well, he asked if Bitcoin can scale past five transactions a second and whether mining oligopolies matter. It seemed like he gets it. This is the quality of the discussion we need to see from Congress. 14. Similarly, Senator Warren acknowledged the benefits that crypto offers consumers. That's progress, even even if she was still mostly skeptical. I can imagine her supporting some of crypto's goals one day, like disrupting megabanks and rent-sinking financial service companies. 15. There were only two things that sounded genuinely bad to me. First was Peter's answer on how to stabilize the markets. He said the key is to bring in more institutional investors by standing up traditional financial infrastructure like custodians, funds, derivatives, etc. 16. That's a strong answer in a sense. It likely satisfied the senators who are comfortable with financial products and services like these. But what's the point of building a trustless, permissionless crypto if we're just going to hand it back to the same old intermediaries? 17. Also, most crypto is useful because it's programmable. If you wrap it in a legacy financial instrument, it loses some capabilities. I don't think Lightning supports ETF shares. I'm not saying I dislike ETFs. I just wonder if Congress will actually support programmable money. 18. Second and more troubling was Peter's answer about law enforcement. He said Bitcoin doesn't help criminals because the blockchain is public and every transaction can be tracked. He said there isn't really such thing as anonymity, so the senator shouldn't worry about crime. 19. I understand that's what the senators wanted to hear, and maybe it's technically true at this moment, but there's no doubt privacy is coming to Bitcoin soon. It's already here for coins like Monero, and many people think it's crucial. What would the senators think about that? 20. This is my biggest concern by far when it comes to U.S. regulation. Politicians don't seem to know that crypto could defeat government-based financial surveillance. Peter decided 
perhaps correctly, not to tell them today, but I doubt they'll be happy when they find out. 21. To wrap up, I think Peter did a great job arguing for crypto. Noriel was Noriel, and the senators showed slight but real progress in their thinking. For now, though, Congress seems happy to stay out of the way and leave the agencies, SEC, CFTC, etc., in charge of crypto. So that was the thread by Jake Chernivsky, or Chervinsky. I'm probably butchering that as well, and I'm sorry, Jake, if I am. Again, go uh, 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 check this tweet out. Um, give it a, you know, give it some love. Give it a retweet. Um, it's uh, at J C H E R V I N S K Y. Um, I have. Um, oh, what is? It? I have a a list. Um, it's sort of, I don't know, on TweetDeck, it's called a collection. Um, it's, uh, I, I, I will include, um, I will include a, uh, a link to the collection and hopefully that link will work on, on a regular browser. It, it works for me pretty much all the time, but you know, collections aren't in your, like if you just go to twitter.com for your account and not using TweetDeck, you can't just like go to like, like my account at B-E-N-N-D-7-7 and then hit collections. It's, it's not there. It seems to be, I don't know, it's, it, it's odd. Anyway, I will, I will include a, a, a link to all of these uh, uh, tweets that I just read um, and you can find, you'll, you'll be able to find them there. So at this point, let's move on to something less stressful, less idiotic and go to terrible joke corner Although I think it's fair to say that Rubini himself is probably the most terrible joke that there is at the moment. All right. Terrible joke corner. Yay. Terrible joke corner. Terrible joke corner. This is from sadanduseless.com forward slash terrible terrible hyphen jokes did you hear about the two guys that stole a calendar they each got six months bad real bad awful I love it alright that does it for me you guys have a good day Again, be careful on crypto Twitter. Be nice to each other. Seriously, guys, it's we, we need to be nice to each other. Bye. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day. <laughs>